Well, good morning and thank you, Sam. What a great introduction. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, very big warm welcome to everyone and as like Sam, we just can't wait until we can have you back here. So the encouragement is hang in there, hang in there because that time will come. And, uh, and we are going to continue on part two this morning. We're uh, pressing into Jehovah Rapha. We're pressing into spiritual freedom and healing and we're continuing to explore the truth about spiritual freedom and healing and uh, what God's word shows us about that. So this week, we've had a great week. God has been moving. Um, God was moving mightily in our prayer meeting, our online prayer meeting on Monday night. So I just encourage you, join in because that's just an amazing time. And of course, this week was our CRC National Conference in Adelaide. And of course, we are not allowed to travel, but it was actually streamed online. So if anyone missed that and they would have loved to have gone to Adelaide, I believe that the, uh, the, the conference has been uploaded now and it's on the CRC state website, crcchurchesvictas.com. So I'd encourage you to uh, have a look at that because there was some great input coming from that conference for us all. Well, we know that uh, the challenges are continuing to increase around us, especially for those living in the Melbourne metro area. But we're going to press in with this scripture. And once again, I felt the Lord encouraging us, and I want to share that with you. It's for me as much as it is for you. And this is the scripture. It's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, sorry, chapter 4, verse 8. And this is what Paul said. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. I don't know about you, but I have found so much encouragement from this particular passage in what seemed to be insurmountably difficult circumstances. But I feel that the Lord is encouraging us once again not to despair. We, we have him we can lean on and we'll uh, dig into that this morning. And again, we can keep our eyes on him because he knows everything and he knows exactly what we're dealing with. So we're continuing to move forwards this morning. We're moving into what Jesus is doing today in the here and now. And the world is crying out for a place of spiritual death. I think we all know that. And fulfilling this is a deep need that we all have for spiritual connection. And you know, the corporate business world has recognized for many years that this dimension of a person needs attention for a person to live a balanced and healthy life. And Stephen Covey was one of the first to recognize this when he wrote his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And many others have followed since that time. So I'm going to pray that the Lord would lead us this morning. So will you join me as I pray? Lord, we thank you that as we begin to further explore spiritual healing and freedom, that you are here by your spirit, Lord, that you will show us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you would guide us, Lord, and that you would guide every word that's spoken this morning. And uh, we also, as we know, have an adversary. So right now, I'm going to make a declaration. And I declare right now in the name of Jesus that we are free to be who God has called us to be, that everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God is brought down right now in the mighty name of Jesus. So how about you join in, give us a hi in the chat. Anne is hosting us from Sydney. Hi Anne. And uh, we just say thank you so much to Anne and Ron was hosting us from Sydney a couple of weeks ago. So say hi. Uh, I know Anne would love to hear from you. I know she'd love to chat with you. So we really encourage you to do that. So before we do a quick recap on last week, I just want to share something. Last week when I was preparing the message, we had an earthquake. 
So here's what happened this week when I was preparing the message. I was doing some work on it yesterday and uh, finalising it or attempting to finalise it. And I looked at later on in the day, I had a look at what I had and I looked at what was on the screen and I thought, hello, there's a whole lot of changes that I'd made that aren't there. What's going on? So I looked at it and I thought, oh, the auto save is off. Now that is normally on. It saves your work as you work in Microsoft Word. And uh, luckily I had all the changes recorded anyway. So I tried to turn it on and it wasn't going to go on. And it was giving me an error message which didn't make any sense whatsoever. So I thought, what's going on with this document? What's going on with this message? So I tried everything I knew. I saved it as another file name that usually works and autosave comes on, that didn't work. I thought, right, I'll copy the document. I'll just copy it and paste it into another document. Autosave's off, wouldn't come on, same error message. I thought I'll restart my laptop. I did that, came up again, autosave. Tried to open any other document, autosave was on. So I thought, right, there's only one way to deal with this, stay calm. Take your changes, put them in, and just remember to save bit by bit. So as I actually opened the document on my iPad, there's a few words missing as well. So I'm sure we'll be able to get over that this morning. So that was some part of my week, and I'm sure many of you have stories to tell as well. So let's start with a quick recap on last week on why your spirit needs your attention um, and then how healing and freedom can come through your spirit. So last week we began with this. We said this, spiritual healing begins in the heart, in that place of encountering Jesus and the love and acceptance of our Heavenly Father. Because we're no longer orphans, this is our starting point, we have a Father who loves us, who accepts us and understands us. And this is also our lifelong reference point as we recognise Jesus at the centre of our lives because that is what he has done. So last week we, we spoke about Jesus came to heal your whole person and that's because you have a spirit, a soul, which is your mind, will and emotions and a physical body and they're all connected as we see throughout God's word. And we also saw that healing is not a formula. Healing is a person, that's Jesus. And I think we're seeing that more and more as we dig into this whole area of what Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you, really means and how that works. So Jesus the healer, as we said last week, he knew what was needed for each person then and he knows what is needed for each person today. And that is why we depend upon Jesus alone through his spirit for our healing. We also saw last week that your spiritual healing and your freedom are included in the provision for salvation. We looked at the word sozo, which is used in the Bible over a hundred times and it means saved, healed and delivered. And as we saw last week, deliverance means freedom. So the third area that we began to touch on last week is where we're going to pick up today. And that's this, your spirit needs your attention. This is our starting point. Now, right now, I'd invite you to stay with me because this is for everyone and we will get there. One of the lives of the adversary is that this is not for you, but that's not at all what Jesus said when we start talking about spiritual things and spiritual life. Because when we come to Jesus, we have a new spirit and that spirit can hear the voice of God. You have a new spirit and you can hear the voice of God. And this is why. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 17 tells us this. He who is joined to the Lord is one in spirit with him. 
Your spirit is in perfect alignment with God. Your spirit is one in spirit with the spirit of God. And as we saw last week, it's the unrenewed part of our mind that is at war with our new spirit. And we're now learning to train ourselves to tune in to our new spirit. And this morning we will see how natural this is to us because this is how God has made you and I. So the spirit of God resides deep within you. It resides in your spirit, which is your innermost depth, a place that is deeper than thought, feeling or decision. It's this very deep place that's the very core of your buildings, uh, your uh, being, not your building, God builds you. <laughs> it's right down in here. And this is true for each of us this morning. And this morning I'm sensing that many will find healing and hope this morning from within this deep place. And this is why we can live hard pressed on every side, right here and now in the middle of a global pandemic and all that that means and everything that this means and find this place of strength and not despair because we have that presence of God deep within us. When we think about it, Jesus lived like this. He was hard pressed on every side so many times. That was his life and it's our life at times as well. But the key for us this morning is to learn to perceive our spirit, to become aware of it, to learn to live in tune with our spirit rather than depending upon our soul areas. So let's look at the word. Let's look at an example of this. And we'll look at the account in John 4 of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. And that encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman has layers of truth in it many levels of truth. For those who've seen The Chosen episode, uh, the, the Chosen show, for those who've seen that, the episode that shows this encounter is a great representation of a conversation between Jesus and this woman. Of course, Jesus simply asked her for a drink of water. He was thirsty in the natural and she was drawing water from the ancient well of Jacob. However, Jesus then made her aware of another part of her being, and that this part, her spirit, also has needs. Jesus, in asking her for a drink of water from the well, was preparing to show her that he is the source of living water, water that brings life and healing and hope and truth and revelation and restoration and all those things that he is. So when Jesus spoke to her, this is what he said in part of the conversation, and this is verses 13 and 14. He said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Here is what he said. This water will also become a fountain from within that will never dry up as it springs up into everlasting life. And of course, he's talking about his spirit, the spirit of God, that same spirit that lives in you as we are joined to the Lord and we are one with him. Stay with me, we will get there, just encourage you. So Jesus showed her that she'd been seeking to fulfill her spiritual hunger through her soul. And this is a human struggle for many people. Um, they're seeking things and seeking satisfaction in the soul 
when really there's a deep spiritual hunger underneath and there's a deep spiritual need and a need for spiritual healing underneath this. This is what Jesus was showing us. And of course, we now know that this woman was Fatini, who became evangelist for Christ because she could not contain what had just happened to her. Her spiritual healing came from her encounter with Jesus. Her life was changed. Can you imagine her joy, her sense of freedom as it overflowed from her? Now, she didn't get it immediately because her response to Jesus, well, if you have the water that never runs dry, I want more of this because I don't want to have to come back to this well again. <laughs> but Jesus was saying, you, you have, I am the source of a well that is ultimately going to be within you. And this is what he is saying to us this morning. So our joy is the same when we let it bubble up from the inside of us. Our joy in Jesus, our joy in what he has done, our joy in who he is and our joy in who he says we are. So I don't think that the image of the well and the woman drawing water from the well to the surface was accidental. I think that's another layer in the story of this encounter. So it's not only an encounter of spiritual healing for Fatini, which resulted in her change in her destiny, as we see. Jesus is really revealing truth to her and he is revealing truth to us today. And this is why your spirit needs your attention. We are able, you are able to draw from this place, just like the bucket drinks up, uh, draws up the water from the well. You see, your new spirit wants to rise up and take its place in your life, just as God intended. It is full of life and it wants to rise up and it wants to flow out of you. As you draw from this place, you become aware of your spirit. So the living water from Jesus brings healing and life to every part of us. Because as we saw, sozo means salvation, healing, and deliverance. This is the place from which you can draw truth, refreshing, and strength. This is also the place where the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 22:31 reside. Love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They don't come from your circumstances or from other people. They bubble up from within you, from the spirit of God deep within you. They're not in your soul. I can assure you they're not in mine a lot of the time, but they bubble up from within you because of the spirit that is within you. And this is what I feel Jesus is encouraging us this morning in that, to recognize that and perceive that our spirit and, and that to allow these things to bubble up from within us. So isn't God amazing? that he would have a plan that not only involved Jesus taking our place and dying in our place that we would live, he also planned that his spirit would live within us and through our own spirit. What a God we have. And this is why you and I can perceive what the spirit of God is saying to us and how he leads us as what is deep inside of us comes up to the surface of our consciousness. You see, a believer has what we might call an inward witness or a still small voice or a gut feel. Sometimes you just have a gut feel about things. It's a sense of knowing that comes from deep inside. Your spirit can witness to the peace of God. Your spirit knows what is in your heart because God knows what's in your heart and what's in your mind. Your spirit can also witness to a warning called a check in our spirit. Hang on, we might need to stop and think again. This is what Jesus has given us. 
So how do we apply this and how do we tune in? How does it all work? Well, our spirit is like the water flow from the well. And for us today, there are times when our spirit needs to be activated in our lives. It is there, it is active, but there are times when we need to make a choice to allow it to be activated in our lives because we live in a world that is so full of noises, voices, opinions, so much is going on around us. And that, that you know, great, grabs the attention of our soul. So we need to learn to listen to our spirit and perceive our spirit. So we need the leading of God, we need his wisdom, and we need him in every part of our lives. This involves, of course, us making decisions because of the circumstances in which we live in this world today. And this is why we said last week that living mindful of God means having a mind full of God. And as we said last week, healing comes when our spirit is tuned into God's spirit. It's not the only way it comes, but it can come this way. So let's have a look at another way the mind can be seen as activating the spirit. I think the guys will like this analogy. So let's look at a water pump. So the mind activating the spirit can be likened to the water pump of a swimming pool. Now I have a pool and a pump, so I see how this works. In some water pumps, such as in my swimming pool pump, it's essential to prime the pump with an external water supply to provide the suction that the pump needs to begin pumping. And there's a receptacle on the pump which is needed to start the pump. And if there's no water in the receptacle, the pump is powerless to pump the water from the pool. So for us who live in the world full of distractions in which our capacity to reason is so highly developed, our spiritual life needs to be cultivated so that we're in tune with the spirit of God. So what sort of decisions can we make? We exercise our minds when we make a decision when we make a decision to pray, we begin with the mind, then our spirit can rise up and lead us. And this is why our spirit needs attention. And this is what Jesus was saying to Fatini. He was explaining that to her and showing that to her. So your spirit needs the word of God. Your spirit needs prayer time with God. Your spirit needs relationship with God. Your spirit needs an atmosphere of worship and our adversary hates this atmosphere, he will flee from it. So let's look at what else the word can tell us. I love Isaiah 26, nine. And this is what Isaiah said. He said, with my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yet by me, yes, by my spirit, I will seek you early. That speaks of the soul at night being tired. It doesn't mean you only uh, activate your spirit in the morning, but this is often a human experience. You're tired at night, your soul's crying out to God, but you wake up in the morning and with your spirit, you seek God early. Can I ask you this? Have you ever woken up in the morning with a song in your head? Can I encourage you to pay attention to that? Sometimes it might be a worship song it might even be another song that is speaking to you. But the reason why I want to encourage you is that often it is the spirit of God deep inside you, witnessing to you, speaking to you through song, speaking to you this way. And sometimes God is speaking to you this way. And sometimes in those moments, he's telling you he loves you. He's telling you so many other things that bring healing to you, that bring refreshing to you that actually comes from the heart of God. See, God is looking for your attention. 
So let's briefly touch on healing and freedom through your spirit. Here we go. Healing can come through your spirit. That's really what the message is this morning. Healing can come when your spirit is tuned into God. Healing can come through your spirit because you are a whole person. Healing is coming to some, I believe, who are watching right now as the Lord is showing you his truth, as the Lord is showing you his truth this morning. Healing can come to any part of your life from being in the presence of Jesus in prayer and in worship. And we have heard stories from so many people who have experienced this and sometimes they've been alone in their own homes. Healing can come into any part of your life from the truth of the word of God. Healing can come from the revelation of who God is, from his goodness and from his love. Healing and freedom can come into your spiritual life, into your relationship with God in the presence of Jesus. I think Paul sums up the soul-spirit dilemma that we face so well in Romans 8, 6. And Paul said this, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I don't often use the NIV version of the Bible, but I will here. I'll just give you that same scripture in another translation. It says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And this means exactly what it says. The carnal mind refers to your soul leading your life. To be spiritually minded means that your spirit is leading and that brings life and peace to your life. The soul is the place where everything that is in opposition to healing and freedom resides. And as we said last week, it's the only place where our adversary can gain access. So freedom comes from the place of Christ leading your life. So to be spiritually minded brings life and peace and it speaks of healing in that place of life and peace with Christ. So the spiritual dimension of your life is also integral in your leadership of yourself and your leadership of others. Pastor Matt spoke about this a few weeks ago. It's a very important part of your life. So let's continue on in the word. The dividing of spirit and soul through the word also brings freedom and healing. That's what it's designed to do. You see, our soul wants to retain its own authority through our human will. This is sometimes where our battles are with our will. Whilst our spirit wants to rise up, it wants to bubble up and it wants to lead us and it wants to guide us. Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So what does this mean? It means this. By his word and his indwelling spirit, God enables us to discern our own experiences so that we can perceive what is of the spirit and what is of the soul. It helps us to address the unrenewed areas of our soul that want to rise up and it helps healing come in those areas. One of the clearest indicators of our spirit leading is calmness. There's just a sense of calmness when our spirit is leading us. 
And one of the clearest indicators of our soul leading is reactionary emotions, because it loves to rise up. The emotions love to rise up. We can also become deceived into believing that our spirit is leading when it's actually our soul. But God has shown us the way through his word. The word is the foundation and the word is the base. And this is why it's so important for us to be able to discern. So the characteristic of calmness is developed when our emotions are yielded to the power of the cross. That old part of us, that part we don't want to lead our lives anymore, is yielded to the power of the cross of Christ. Just going to speak about one area right now that is perhaps not an uncommon experience for some, and then we're going to pray. We call it, some people call it spiritual distress. And this is when we find we have a conflict between what we believe and what we're experiencing. And that can lead to a crisis of faith. Now the mind simply cannot resolve these experiences. It does not have the capacity to be able to do that. And it's not an uncommon human experience that we face. Resolution comes in the presence of God it comes in the truth of his word. Yeah. It's resolved with patience and the fruit of the spirit. There's only one answer to this, a common human dilemma, and that is Jesus. And I've seen Jesus at work in so many lives who have been facing things like this. And he's at work in a place that only he can access deep down inside of us. He brings a healing that cannot be explained by the natural mind because it is supernatural. It cannot be reasoned through because the mind cannot do that. But Jesus can bring us to that place of peace, that place where we live without despair because of his spirit, which bubbles up and wants to rise up inside of us. For those who are visual, we can just see this bucket coming up from inside of us, deep in the well, just letting that life flow up, let it begin to rise up from deep within you. That has everything of Jesus in us. And when that comes to the surface of our consciousness, we start to come into that place of calmness, no matter what is going on around us. We also have one other area that we can activate to activate our spirit, and that's praying in our prayer language. And Romans 8, 26 and 27 tells us this. The spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. It actually builds us up and builds up our spirit because we don't know what to pray, but our spirit does know. The spirit of God knows what to pray. When he plays through us, he makes intercession for us in all those places that we can't understand. That was covered in EQ2 a few weeks ago that Pastor Rose brought, and I'd encourage you to go back and look at that again. And you will have that further explanation again of how Holy Spirit works. So this morning, I trust that this has spoken to you this morning. I'm going to pray now from Galatians 2.20, which says this. This is the truth. This is the beginning and the end. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, 
I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We don't live anymore. The Spirit of God lives through us. He lives in us and he lives through us. That is just an amazing, fundamental, big, so big, it's hard to even put words around what God has done and what Jesus has done. This is why our spirit needs our attention. This is why when we begin to perceive what's happening in our spirit, we begin to perceive the leading of the Christ who lives in us. So I'm gonna pray. Thank you, Father, that you sent Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you died that we might live and that now through our faith in Jesus, he lives in us and through us. Whilst we live in the flesh as human people, we no longer live our own life as it is Christ who now lives in us. Lord, help us to be aware of you who lives in us, to see that we are one with you, that we are not constrained in our circumstances and that healing and freedom in every part of our lives are in you. So there's three areas that I felt the Lord wanted to touch this morning. And this may apply to, to one or more people this morning. And I'm gonna pray for healing in those areas. The first is this, those who are in a battle right now. And I feel that the Lord is saying, the battle is mine. The battle is mine, I have won it already. So Lord, we thank you for those who are struggling right now, Lord, that the battle is yours, that you have won it already on the cross of Christ, Lord, and that freedom comes into every life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, those that are struggling in their soul areas, Lord, the, those who are struggling spiritually because of things that have happened, Lord, those who feel that they can't perceive you, and yet, Lord, you are there. By faith, we know that you are there. We thank you for that right now. And the second area is a physical healing for some who have been uh, battling spiritually and, and even um, felt physical affliction because of spiritual battles. Jesus, we thank you that your healing flows right now. Lord, in every part of the physical body, God, every part of a soul, Lord, right now, we thank you for your healing, Lord, as freedom comes in those lives, Lord, who've been tormented, Lord, who've been afflicted. We thank you, Jesus, that your healing comes in every part. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the spiritual healing, Lord, for those who have been in conflict, Lord, for those who've had doubts about you, Lord. We thank you for that healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus as that river flows up from inside them, Lord, and they know that they know that they know the truth. And the other area is this. It's a healing for minds, and this is the word the Lord gave me, minds which have been tampered with. So Lord, we thank you for restoration this morning, Lord, for healing of minds that have been tampered with, Lord, uh, and that can happen in so many ways, but Lord, you know what that is. Lord, would you bring wholeness to minds this morning in Jesus' name? Lord, where there's been fragmentation, Lord, Jesus, would you bring that together and knit it together right now? Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for wholeness, we thank you for restoration, Lord, we thank you for sound minds this morning, Lord, the mind, Lord, that would be able to set itself on you, Jesus, would not be divided, God, would not be pulled back, Lord, by other thoughts and other influences, Lord. The mind that can receive, Lord, the word of God, which is the foundation, Lord. The mind, Lord, that can just rest, Lord, and just rest in you and just perceive your presence, perceive your healing touch and perceive your love. In Jesus' name, amen. And I feel it is saying, rise up this morning, rise up this morning because he does things that we don't always understand but we know that he does because we hear the story the testimony and the witness in your life 
So thank you for listening this morning and I'm going to hand back to Sam and uh, have a great week this week.